0: whole life so the so nice i this thing my whole life so the so nice what's going on everybody it is the man up podcast here on the Mississippi Superman show channel it is your host Jake the Mississippi Superman Reeves and I'm joined today with my co-host Wesley the armadillo Wrangler Dunham and I have my boy, my brother from another mother, Alan Aldridge is on here today. Uh, again, as a almost not even as a guest anymore, almost as like a, like a like a temporary co-host every once in a while. It's getting to be a little regular, yeah. And it. I'm not opposed to it. I like it, man. I'm, I'm I'd love to ha- start having you on more, honestly. Dude. I love I love the episodes you're on. I
1: so. am I am uh, I am with the Men Up podcast, and uh, it's always a blast. Whether it's Wes or if it's Tyler. It's always a good time. All four of us has got to ball out again. Yeah, I'd Mm -hmm. I'd love
0: to do it again. With I
1: go back and I I recently listened to uh, that first one we did when we were talking about tattoos. (laughs)
0: That it still goes hard. I need to go back and I don't even remember it. I don't remember any our first seventy episodes. I don't remember. Like I can only remember like two or three episodes back. People (laughs) talk about episodes. People come up to me and ask talk about episodes from a year ago or whatever. And I'm like, dude, I don't remember what I said. I don't remember how. Same thing,
1: dude. It's like uh, when. I'm hanging out with a friend of mine, and there's like, oh, Alan's got a podcast. And they'll pull it up and be like, what's your favorite episode? And I was like, good, <laughs> good question. I have no idea. Of, I wouldn't put anything out that
0: I wasn't proud of. Let's just say that. I put some out that I wasn't proud of oh, well. or in the early days. In the early days, I had some that i will go back and listen to, and I'm like, ooh, this sucks. Mm. But you know what? I was listening to somebody talk about this the other day. Before we get into that, though, what, what do you got here? The
1: Porch Talk record. The, this is a field recording. This is Camera my right work. Here. Here we go over the pandemic. Uh, so I was going around during the pandemic, interviewing musicians from all over Alabama, Mississippi, and Tennessee, recording them on their porch or garage. And this is the record that you can buy if you are interested. Uh, you can contact me uh, on social media, but I would prefer if you would go to porch-talk.net. And I have a contact
0: page. Just tell me that you want a record and I will mail it to you. Nice. Hell yeah. So go to porch porch slash talk. Is that it? Porch dash. porch dash talk.net. I'm going to put it up here. We got the little white album. Yeah, a little. A gift to the Man Up podcast,
1: man. Look at there. The Man in Blue. And Abe Partridge did the artwork for that. He has a song on there. If you are unfamiliar with Abe, with his art or music, I highly recommend you go check that. He's from Mobile, Alabama. And he has a song called Pop Country is for Posers. and the hat. And it is nothing but the God's
0: honest truth. You know what, man? I'm going to say something unpopular to you right here. <sighs> Depending on what you consider pop country, I well, like some of it. It's the stuff on your radio. I'm not
1: going to lie. Like when you go out to a bar and it's on, it does. Bro, you I you, you it. will tap your foot. I listen to Brantley Gilbert. I listen to okay. now, Aldean. So check this out. Uh, Brantley Gilbert. Is like really responsible for a lot of Jason Aldean's success as oh far yeah. as the he songwriting. Wrote most of the song, yeah. yeah, and so like I don't really have a problem with Brantley Gilbert. I think he's a great songwriter. Yeah. It's just to me when it becomes like the pop country and it being for posers, it's when you're talking about the typical country song stuff like
0: Colbeer, Girl, Big Truck. Yeah, typical. Mm-hmm. I I see what you're saying from an artistic standpoint. Let me play. Let me play. Yeah, no, of that okay okay. For Okay, because I also listen to a big Tyler Childers fan. I'm a big, uh, like a lot of that Americana. Um, uh, What's the guy? Uh, It's Damn Sure Ain't Merle. Who sings that? Damn Sure Ain't Merle. Uh, They run off the possum. Oh, Uh, shoot. It's gone to the squirrels. Oh, it's a good song. Call that shit country, but it damn sure ain't Merle. That guy, you know what I'm talking about? Is that Waylon? No. No, this is new. It's a new guy. This is a new song. Oh, shit. Um, Sergio? Sturgill Simpson. That's yeah. who it is. Yeah, I love him. Turtles all the way down, baby. Uh, I, I, but I'm going to be honest with you, okay? Here's the thing. All music is reflective of culture. Absolutely it is. And our culture and, is shit. And, and <laughs> country music reflects <laughs> what we do. We ride back roads. We have yeah. tracked up trucks. We drink <laughs> beer. We have bonfires that's what we do down here so to expect our music but do you need ref- 150 songs in the same year talking about the same topic i mean maybe not but i mean you're asking but it an does artist sell. you're asking an artist to a make music that doesn't sell but b make not make music reflective of the culture that he's writing it about well i mean if you were to say okay i'm tired of listening to songs about boys and girls falling in love well, that's every damn music on every station ever. That's a point. Everybody sings about the same shit. Country music is the only type of music singing about anything else. Country music and Christian music are the only type of music that is not talking about two people falling romantically in love. They do talk about it, but they talk about other things, too. Oh. If you flew you, over to the pop station... That's the only thing they talk, and rap. Rap talks yeah, about selling drugs say, and killing people. same, Master P didn't talk. Yeah, about that. you're right. You're right. I, I was forgetting rap music, and that's the main thing I listen to. I don't know what I'm thinking, but that's one thing I like about it. So when you talk about and but but that is reflective of the culture that that rap artist grew up in. They but, grew up selling drugs. So what about like being countercultural within the art? Like I would, I would.
1: I say love counterculture music. Like folk artists. Like even if you were to talk about like a Bob Dylan. Like, can he sing? No, he's shit singer. But he writes really good cultural songs Absolutely. that are
0: countercultural yeah. that, that make you think. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah, I love that. But I think it's unfair to expect that from everybody. And the moment yeah. that everybody stops doing it, that'll be the mainstream, and we'll hate that. Yeah. Because that's the thing about country music. I mean, it's, it's, like, country r- it's music. like Rage Against the Machine,
1: right? Yeah. So, you know, when Rage Against the Machine was like Red Hot Band, you know, 90s, mm-hmm. 2000s, they were Raging Against the Machine. And now it's like they're Raging for the Machine. And so kind of lost some respect for them. You know?
0: mm-hmm. I, I see exactly what you're saying. I agree with that. I agree with that. Here's the thing, though. I think that country music is an art that I believe we get off on hating whatever's popular right then. Yeah, that, that is the thing, dude. Because if you look back at um, I Ain't Sure Hank Done It This Way. When did that come out? Who sang that? It again, right? No. No, it was Waylon, right? Yeah. Yeah, Waylon Jennings sang that. When we talk about real country, we're talking about Waylon Jennings. But Waylon Jennings hated country music of his era. That's true. I don't think Hank did it this way. Country music, the, the, the thing about country music fans is we hate whatever's on the radio right now most of the time. Mm-hmm. It's always been that way. The only person that everybody kind of uniformly loves is Hank Williams. And that's because he was the first big country music star. You know, I love country music. I love now. I don't love all of it. I cannot stand Dan and Shay. I cannot stand uh, things that don't sound country. But I got I have one guilty pleasure artist in country music that does not make country music at all. If I'm in the mood for country music, I won't listen to him. Don't say Florida Georgia Line. No, <laughs> no. They have had. I did like. I did like the song they did with Ti though. Okay, I'll give a little. Rest- Little respect on the name I, for that. I like I, I like that one. Okay, Sam Hunt. Oh, dude, yeah, that he's got pipes too, though, dude. Yeah, Sam I Hunt. I like him, dude. Yeah, he's good. I like him. I like his music. I like his music. I feel it when he's the stuff he sings about, the stuff he talks about. You know, I like him. He is pop country. He is pop country. He is not making country music. He's making pop music for small town people. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's small town pop, but it's good. I saw him in concert and I liked him. Okay, I would go to that show now. Luke Bryan, trash. <laughs> Thank you. I hate Luke Bryan. I hate Luke Bryan more than any other musical artist in any genre anywhere. <laughs> I can't freaking stand him. I can't. I hope Luke Bryan gets throat cancer.
1: Dang.
0: I, I hope he. I hope he finds more Good success
1: in a field to where he don't have to do it anymore. I hope, yeah. he, I hope he. I hope gets a six figure you, job. You may say like you, college. you why I don't like Luke <laughs> Bryan.
0: I never liked his music that much. I was never a big fan. But then I went to that uh, farm tour show oh, they did right ooh. outside Starville, and Sam Hunt was there. Luke Bryan was there. Chris Jansen rocked it. Of course Chris he did. Jansen did amazing. He was the best there. The best performer at that concert was Chris Jansen, Buy Me a Boat. Man, That he killed oh, the game. A little respect for
1: Starville because, like, if you were to go behind Rick's Cafe right there off 182, mm-hmm. if you go to the back, a lot of the very prominent people who have been to Rick's over the years, such as Snoop Dogg, has signed, like, graffitied the back wall that's of a, Rick's. Cool. So you can go back there and get you a little piece of history. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's it pretty is. cool. Um, Afro Man recently came to uh, Dave's like last year. Really? I mean, now granted, is he a great musician? No, but I mean, like, you cannot tell me because I got high. It's not a
0: banger. Bro, eh, oh, you, for we sure. are born. Mm. We are born knowing the words to Cult 45. Oh, I mean, I don't Preach. I don't even know where I learned the words, but I can cope 45 and two zigzags. It, it came from baby, right here. That's need. where it is. Right from the heart. It's right here, baby. He's <laughs> right not here. he's not that good. But I don't, <laughs> I don't even I didn't even grow up listening to that. But I can
1: everybody, you know, I everybody can sing knows it word it, yeah. for word.
0: Uh-huh. Pretty much the whole song. Oh yeah. Pretty if, much the whole song. If songs. it was to come on too, I mean I think we all would be able to do that. Oh yeah. yeah. I'd, be, I'd be jamming. At least doubt. the course. Yeah. At least the course. Now I do want to talk about something. I want to bring this up. I wanna know. What y'all's opinion is on it before I express mine? Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> people, and you may you you may be one of these people oh who call their dog or their cat their children. Oh, I don't like it. Don't get me started on that. Let dude. me tell you I
1: something. I think I might be a little spicier than you on this one. Let me tell you something. When you call a dog your, your child or uh, my fur baby, I got issue with that. Okay, big issue. Okay. You did not birth that thing. What about people that adopt children?
0: That's different. Okay. I agree. I'm 100% on your side here. Okay. Now, I will not argue with somebody that is incapable of having children or lost a child. Mm-hmm. And they get a, a dog. Like, this is my, uh, my first baby. There's a great
1: viral mom. video of a guy uh, who lost his wife. She, she died of cancer. And his kids got him a dog. And there's a clip of him and the dog in the bedroom and they're just that dog is just so playful, like on and off the bed, and that dude is just having the time of his life. I do believe in like emotional support
0: animals. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. But Absolutely.
1: it is not your child.
0: But all these people <sighs> yeah. who get mad at like transgender people or people who want to invent their own pronouns, which is stupid. Okay. You can't invent your own pronouns. I don't believe that. Whatever. But I'll be polite to you. If you want to be called Z-Zim, when I'm at your face, I might be call you Z or Zim. Or what
1: got Jordan Peterson on the map, and he was right when that happened in Canada? Yeah. That is— Implied speech.
0: That's forced speech. Forced speech, yeah. And when he called it for what it was— But they, they were going to pass they, a law that's right. for forced speech. Oh, they did. Okay. So here's the thing, though. A lot of those same people that see the hypocrisy in that want me to, to buy into their delusion— that their dog is their freaking child, no, and I'm I, not going to do it. I live in a place called reality. Right. And here's the thing, okay? I live in reality, and that is a dog, not a child. And I'm not going to pretend that your dog is a child because it has fur. It stands on four legs. It's only going to live for 10 years. And if it runs out in the road and gets hit by a car, you're going to have a really bad week. But if my kid runs out on the road and gets hit by a car, I'm going to have a really bad life. They're not the same. Let's stop mm-hmm. pretending that they're the freaking same. Another thing, I had to get up every night with my kid and feed it for every two hours. I had to raise it. Here's the other thing. The dog can be <laughs> your best friend. Let me tell you something. My kids, not my best friend. Not at all. They're little shits. They talk back. (laughs) They uh, annoy the shit out of me. I don't like them all the time, but I'd lay my life down for them in any moment. At any moment, (laughs) I'd lay my life down for my kid, even when I don't like them. My dog, on the other hand, not laying down my life for my dog. No, it's a dog. It's a dog. Dude, I
1: got a buddy. Him and his girl have spent over ten thousand dollars in medical fees Stupid. for a dog. Stupid. The dog itself does not ridiculous. It does not have any value. It Is doesn't it shit gold. It should listen. It's one of those little uh, teacup shits. Okay, like I could see like dropping medical bills if it was like I don't know a German Shepherd that, that helps that you has, herd
0: animals that has utility or can sniff drugs in yeah. your are mm-hmm. or whatever. Most of these dogs can't do shit. And then we got to just. Now, here's you the want thing. That okay. little, <laughs> I grew up on a yeah, farm. Yeah. I grew up on a farm. I grew up in the country where animals are not mm-hmm. people. I grew up not being allowed to name animals because we're going to kill that animal later. I grew up in a different world. And now everybody's so disconnected from animals. And then when people start talking, I, I think it's so funny. Uh, when people put on the billboard, they have all the animals going from pig, cow, and then it ends with dogs <laughs> and cats. It's like, where do you draw the line of which one you eat? It's like, shit, depends on how hungry I am, playboy. It depends on how hungry I am. Because I get hungry enough, I'll eat a cat yeah. and a dog in a heartbeat. I'm, I eat Chinese food a lot. I'm pretty sure I've already eaten some cats I'm and no dogs. stranger to the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, and I, and I, had, I had somebody get mad at me one time because I told them that I would was not against putting my dog down with a rifle. I've done it many times. Mm-hmm. I had to put I I've put two it. dogs down in my life. And I believe that's a right to manhood. Mm-hmm. That's a, a right as a man. I mean, you're killing, you should have to you're do You're killing something that you love, but you know it's better off dead. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And if you're too big of a bitch to go out there and, put, and, and, and pull that trigger, you're not a man. Well, you're I thought, a little bitch. All right, follow me here for a minute.
1: That whole complex is Disney film bullshit. Absolutely. Because think about Bambi. It started on a bad foot. Bambi ain't got no parents. Think about go down the line. Think of more uh, every the character arc for most Disney films is like parents got killed right off the bat.
0: Right by Mm -hmm. the evil hunter.
1: Lion King dog. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, and like thank God for Rafiki that monkey that was on acid that
0: got his ass back (laughs) in gear right. (laughs) Monkey on
2: acid.
0: (laughs) So how? And then he saw and then he he saw the chick that he grew up with. All white buck before. I've never seen an all white buck before. I still haven't. I ain't never seen that. That's a fact. Yeah. And
1: then he, he got a little taste for nylon. He's like, Oh, I do like girls. And he decided to become a man. But the whole premise of that film in Bambi is like that's not something I want to teach my kids. I tell you what guys, that if, puts you, if it, you're watching that, this that live right
0: now, give us I want your opinion. I want your opinion on yeah. on if you what do you think about the, the, the way that animals are spun. People believing animals are their children, people believe in dogs and cats. They can be your best friend. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with loving your what is animals. It, what
1: is that disease that you can get if you're a cat owner and it stays inside is it like tox I have no idea. Oh, I'm looking at, I'm looking that up dude. And oh. I, I, I dude I know a lot of I think that's why a cake crazy cat lady, that's a thing. Now a lot of dudes have cats. I think they're If getting,
0: you're a dude with a cat then you uh um do you take the picture? or take the kill with an all white buck do you take the picture or the kill both <sighs> i can pack and take a picture after i kill it man yeah i'm going to take
1: a picture and then blast it i don't
0: him. know man I, 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 an all white buck that's a that's a majestic animal i i would feel a little weird about killing that i'd feel a little weird i'd kill it, it might be a heavy payday though it's, I'd kill it's it. called a toxo it. it's called
1: toxoplasmosis keeping w- a cat too long well it's like when the cat like i know like if you keep a cat inside and if you let it in the bedroom a lot of times you'll wake up and it'll be like right on your face so, uh, Toxoplasmosis is an infection caused by a single-cell parasite called Toxoplasma Gandhi. While the parasite is found throughout the world, more than 40 million, 40 million people in the U.S. <laughs> may be infected because of cats. not reading that one.
0: 40? <laughs> how many? <laughs> 40 million in the U.S. What? And they probably don't even know it. I, this is not what I was talking about, because I'm talking about, I am t- talking about, I was talking Oh, about, yeah, I went, dude, I went, I, dude, I, the I the went. I went way no, out. no, I'm following. I'm going to go with you. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna chase this rabbit. I'm going to back up first. We're going to back up and punt, then we'll chase the rabbit. Okay, right. um, Let's get the field position if you, game going. If you, if you want me to, to, to participate in your shared delusion that your little furry animal that's going to die before you is a person, you got me, you got me messed up with somebody else, first Here, off. And
1: here's, here's another thing that I'll bring to the table to this is a human has a soul. Those animals
0: do not have souls. Well, the Bible says right. that the animal's soul goes to the earth while the human goes to the earth. So the Bible actually says the animals oh, do have a soul. That's so, new. That's the new. The Bible to me. says the Bible says that when a man uh, when a when a when a person passes away, the body goes back to dust. The body goes and, and to it, dust and the and the and the soul turns. goes goes to heaven. But uh the Bible says that when a Animal dies, its soul is returned to the earth.
1: I ain't gonna lie to you. I've seen some good old dogs. Ooh. that looks like they had something behind the
0: eyes. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, some animals do. That's the thing. That's the, and that's my rule for what I'll eat when I'm when I'm not starving. Yeah, I wouldn't. Is some animals you look at them in eye, brother. I grew up on a dairy farm and I've looked at many cow in the eye. There's nothing going on. Yeah, there is mm-hmm. now a pig. I believe a, I, I'm a little on the fence about a pig, but I, I'll eat any animal. I don't care. But I'm not gonna eat a primate. I'm not gonna eat an ape. I'm not going to hear, hear a funny monkey.
1: story about a pig. My uncle raised a pig, and uh, this guy's passed now. He he was he married into the family. God rest his soul. He was albino, and he was he was he very f- he was catch them he, he was very funny to look at, and he was also very funny just because of the way he spoke. He we, were, we were we were going out to slaughter this pig, and it's dead of winter. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a pigsty. It's muddy. Got the 22. My brother puts the 22 right up to the head. Pulls the trigger, pig falls over. All right, we're getting ready to put hands on it and take it so that we can get it cleaned. Pig gets back up and starts walking around and just is moseying around. What? And here comes that guy. I'm gonna back off the of mic just a little bit so I can do it. She's got one last dance. <laughs> <laughs> had to shoot the – we unloaded the whole clip in this pig, and it almost wasn't enough. And it's like there's like – I guess there's school. It's like an alligator. There's a specific yeah. place on that pig where you have to hit it.
0: Yeah, that's how rabbits can be too. I'll tell you one time I was uh, – <laughs> I'll tell you the story about this <laughs> rabbit, man. I grew up – so on the farm I grew up and we had we kept a lot of different things, and one of the things we did was rabbits. And we had rabbits. My dad worked here in Columbus and would drive back home, and when we had rabbits – Every night after supper, we'd go out to the rabbit barn, and we would breed rabbits all night. We'd give every doe in the barn. We had about between 50 and 80 rabbits at any time. We usually had four to six bucks. Let's read some of the comments. I've been reading them the whole time. <laughs> uh, we had four to six bucks, because uh, rabbits are, are named just like deer, are bo- d- does and bucks. Yeah. We had four to six bucks, and we gave every single doe a right opportunity to mate with a buck, with one buck. Okay, if the bucks wouldn't mate because some bucks just can't hang. I mean, you, you you you're banging, you know, ten plus does a night. You know, anyway, they call it rug well, for a reason. Dog. Well, rabbits are mean animals. They're not nice. They're not the cute little bunnies that you think. They're mean little shits. They'll scratch and bite you, and you got to hold them by the skin on the back of their neck on their on their on their head. Um. I, my dad picked up this rabbit, and the rabbit reached back and scratched the stew out of his arm right here. And he got mad, and he took the rabbit, and he banged it up against the uh, the cage. And it broke the rabbit's rib, and the rabbit's rib went into the rabbit's lung and punctured its lung. So we're like, well, this rabbit's dead. Well, how you kill a rabbit is you take a you take a wrench, and you bop it just at the base of its skull right here where the neck meets the skull. You hit it with a wrench there, and you'll kill it. So the ra- rabbit was heaving, and <gasps> and he was like, dang it, you know, I shouldn't have done that. Crap. So he takes that wrench, hits that rabbit, rabbit quits moving. All right, so we take the rabbit, we put it in a plastic bag.
1: Oh, we got some zombie rabbit action coming? Yep.
0: Next thing you know, that rabbit come alive in that plastic bag and tore through it. Ripped the plastic bag to shreds, kicked through it. So I grab it. I'm probably about... Nine years old. How got my bop was it? on it's the got head. got
1: one lung at this point, and fighting for its life. It was. It wasn't arms. really. It hit over the head with a yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs>
0: it's, it's a bad day. It's out. <laughs> it's out of it, right? So I grab that wrench got again, one last and dance. I reach above my head, bam, and I hit it hard, and it quits moving. So I stick it in a new plastic bag. We go back to work breeding rabbits. Next thing you know, that sucker just goes to kicking, and it tears all the way through that plastic bag again, again, second time. So my Amen. dad takes it again, takes that wrench, boom, hits it. You believe that some bitch come back to life a third time. Was it Park cat? It had nine lives It had to have. It had to old have. Old. There was another time I told this one. We made a short out of this one that ended up on the, on the YouTube channel and stuff. One time we were going to kill one and we were going to eat it. My dad had a meat cleaver, and he pinned that rabbit down. And a bunch of people online said I was lying for this one. But I swear on my children's life that this happened. Exactly the way I'm telling it. Okay. As I remember, as I recall, this is the way it happened. He got a meat cleaver and he held the rabbit down on the tailgate of the truck with one hand. He had the meat cleaver in the other and he hit it and he forgot to sharpen the meat cleaver. The meat cleaver was dull. Mm. So it mm. didn't kill it. So he starts hacking and the rabbit goes to screaming. Golly. Right? And he hacked. And hacked, The thing and of hat, nightmares, man. And hacked, yeah, and it's... the rabbit keeps screaming and screaming. And I'm sitting there nine years old just watching. And the rabbit's kicking and screaming. And he <laughs> looks at me, and my dad's like, I can't stop. Yeah. Cause I gotta put it out of its misery. Now I know why you can't sleep at night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. So I can't put it, I gotta put it out of its misery. And he sat there, and I bet you it took him 50, 60 wax on that thing. Dang, we was out there. Wow,
2: that thing was real dumb And it was not. <laughs> it, he
0: basically bludgeoned the <laughs> he rabbit bludgeoned to his death head off? with a yeah, bludgeon. Wow. He he basically it was like it, cutting its head off with a toothbrush.
1: At this point, he mm. should have just turned it around and just used the handle
0: and just blunt. That's basically what it was. And it was yeah, that one that one was rough, but you know. That's all I had to say about animals. I grew up – if I view – and this might be one of the reasons that I'm different than other people when it comes to the view of animals, because I had somebody get mad at me when I told them that I could put, I put my dog down. And I believe that mm-hmm. putting your dog down is a rite of passage as a man. When that dog needs to be put down, there's oh, no, absolutely no reason to take that dog to the vet clinic. I don't care what anybody says. If you're a man, you take the, the dog outside – and you put it out of its misery like a man. And, that's, and if it's your dog, if you're a young boy, if you're a parent, and your young male child has a dog that needs to be put down, your responsibility as a parent is to make that child put that animal down. That's how men are made. All right, so you all are both fathers.
1: Of What are your thoughts on out, oh But But uh, what are your thoughts on like imaginary things such as Two Fairy and Santa Claus? Did
0: y'all I'm very? We actually talked about this a couple weeks ago. I'm very, uh I'm very on the fence about that with my kids. Yeah, I'm because very like on the fence about that with my kids. I mean,
1: it, F on the shelf, right? Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. Yeah, it's like, man, I don't want to lie to them, but let me I mean, there is some magic in it, though, right?
0: Yeah, there is some magic in it. Let me tell you, let me tell you the reason I'm on the fence about it, and. uh <laughs> Yo, daddy Debo, poor Peter Cottontail. <laughs> uh, old Joe Hill. Joe Hill up, Joe? with the comments. Dog. So, we, uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the reason why I have an issue with it. And my son uh, last night was like, okay, Santa's not real. He was he, going in, he, you could tell he was upset about it. And he was asking, is Santa real? And I was like, we'll talk about this later. Mm. I, I don't want to talk about how this conversation with you right now, but I would not tell him that Santa was real. And my parents never really told me Santa was real, but they always kind of heavily implied it. It was always a big game, right? I was like four years old when I found the Christmas presents that Santa was bringing. I was very young. I caught my parents putting the Christmas presents up and arranging them in the living room when I was like six. Mm -hmm. When my parents told me this, it created a lot of doubt in the things my parents told me from that point on. Exactly. It made me question the existence of God. You lose a little trust. Yeah, it made me question the existence existence of God, the existence of Jesus. It made me question... Whether yeah. my parents what else had, have you really, lied to me about? Right, mm-hmm. What else are you lying to me about? You're telling me all these things, and it really created a skeptic in me. Between that and I had a first cousin that lied about everything that came out of his mouth. He was a pathological liar, <laughs> and he was schizophrenic. I don't know if he was lying or just pathological liar.
1: He was a habitual line stepper.
0: Yeah, and I, I just, uh, <laughs> I, I just, uh, <laughs> That's a good one. That's I good. couldn't, I couldn't believe anything, homie, said. You know, yeah. I couldn't believe anything he said. So. I grew up like that. And so I instinctively, when people tell me things, I think they're full of shit. I mean, everything people tell me and, I, immediately he, when people tell me anything, I'm just like,
1: you're full of shit. And you can tell, like, when the light leaves somebody's eyes, like, you know, it's different when the older sibling tells the younger sibling that, dude, the Easter Bunny's not a thing or Santa's not real. But just imagine you're in, like, if, if it went on for this long, you're in fifth grade and it's like, yeah. dude, uh, Santa, dude, I, I, I asked mall, mall Santa. For whatever the latest thing is, and dude, I've been on the nice list, and then you get, you get clowned on by the whole yeah. class, dude. It's like, that ain't real, my boy. Yeah, be like, and my but whole same, world is falling apart. But at the same, time, apart. But <laughs> the
0: same time, I don't want my six-year-old or my five-year-old to be the kid at school that like ruins it for everybody else. That's the thing. But you know, there's there's always the one. Yeah, it's, be like,
1: he's putting it on blast. And yeah, then, and then he turns out he's I, like, and he's I, the, I, the conspiracy and theorist. It's like that. the next Alex Jones.
0: He's like. They're turning the pros gay. I, I, will, say, <laughs> I, I will say, I will say, I knew at a very young age, and I kept my mouth shut. And one of the reasons was because my dad told me that if I didn't believe in Santa, I wasn't going to get any more, pres- any more presents from Santa. So if I went around and about I didn't believe in Santa. Mm. He was going to quit giving me presents from Santa. So I just kept my mouth shut. That's a good dad move right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. That, the, that was the rule. That was the rule. Like, if I believe in Santa, I keep getting presents from Santa. Now, I quit getting Easter Bunny baskets young, six or seven.
1: Well, yeah, like, I mean Peter Cottontail got it longer.
0: Right? Yeah, yeah. I quit getting I quit getting getting bunny rabbit presents at a at a very young age. I, I was real young for that one, and because I remember I was like ten, and I went to church one day, and this old man was like, "What did the Easter Bunny bring you?" I was like, "Easter Bunny ain't been in my house in like three years," and he was like, "What?" And I was <laughs> like, "Bro, Easter Bunny ain't coming around here. Like I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know if I'm bad." What the deal is but – I, but I knew. I knew there was no Easter Bunny at a really young age, so guys, my parents quit playing. Guy's 47 and the Easter Bunny still comes to his house. <laughs> no, this man was like 80. This man oh, was like gosh. 80 years old. So I think he was playing, play obviously playing around with me, but uh want I want to meet an adult that still believes in Santa. You know, Joe Hill just said he's still real to me, damn it. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate that, Joe. <laughs> um, i would tell you, the other topic I really want to bring up today – it's hot in the news right now. It's big, big news. And I think me and you may, may may be able to have some controversy on this one. Liver King. Oh, boy. Busted for steroids, finally. Busted for steroids. The Liver King is not Natty. Who thought the Liver King was Natty?
1: So you're telling me all the – pharmaceutical things that I bought from the liver king ain't going to make me jacked.
0: Well, you know what's funny? The bull we were wait, about this wait, yeah. we were wait, about wait, this
1: wait, wait. So the raw liver, everything that he sells,
0: and I've been doing that, and look at me. I'm not. <laughs> are you, well, eating, here's are the you thing. eating the bull
2: balls, the mountain oysters? That's what oh, it is. Okay. Here's yeah. what
0: I'm, I'm going to say now. Here's what I'm going to say, okay? If you were to follow his diet without steroids, you probably would get lean. Yeah. You would get in shape. And this is the thing people got to understand,
1: okay? I mean, yeah, like the the first time I saw that guy was on Sunday Conversations, and I was like, he was trying
0: to say I'm all natural. And I was like, dude, there's no way. Yeah, I, I, mean, I know people like. Because he looks good for someone on gear. Yeah. He looks good for somebody on steroids. He, it's hard. It is extremely hard to look like that on steroids. Now, uh. That's feel, why I'm, I can't I, take any away from him. The full a little uh, controversy here is I
1: do believe that steroids should be allowed in sports. There was not a better era in baseball. This is why baseball is no longer America's pastime. You ain't you?
2: gonna
0: get no, you ain't gonna get no controversy from me, Playboy. Barry Bonds, I'm high definition athlete. Yeah, okay.
1: Barry Bonds, you remember that? And oh, then yeah. they he got, came
0: out as one big chest muscle and was cranking them and the, over the fence. They
1: were talking about like creating new stadiums where it was longer. He's yeah. like, dude, the dude is literally knocking it out of the park. Right. And I was like, I'm, that's the baseball that's, that I want. That's walk.
0: what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you guys: without steroids, baseball is unwatchable (laughs) it is not a watchable sport if you're a fan of baseball and you love baseball hit the comments right now who in here legitimately still watches baseball if you don't watch baseball just comment something i don't watch baseball i want to see i want to see a vote who's watching baseball and who's not wait baseball you know how baseball you know baseball i put it on when i
1: want to take a nap
0: (laughs) you know how you know baseball is unwatchable any sport that spends the cameraman spends more time looking at the crowd than he does the athletes is an unwatchable sport. The most interesting thing is happening in the stands I do like that's that that's not I, a good
1: sport. I do like that in college football like uh you know when your favorite team is beating their rivalry and it pans over to a fan they're that, all... and they're like. Oh. <laughs> or some yeah. of them are crying. That's what yeah. I like Yeah, I don't
0: mind. <laughs>
2: some. I even like
0: it when my own team does it, and I'm seeing some of them fools. I'd be yeah. like, "You look like a dick right now, dude." <laughs> I, I don't mind it some of the time, but if you are showing the crowd more than you are showing the athletes, yeah, there's a problem there. That's a the problem. I want to get back to the liver king, though, dude. Because, dude, how long has
1: he been, like, on this and, like, I'm Natty, I'm Natty, I'm while. He's been on it for years. Because I, I just recently found out about him, like, but three months thing. ago. This is
0: the reason why I'm not taking anything away from him. He looks good for someone on steroids. Like, he still worked super hard. Didn't he get outed on a podcast? Well, people have been asking him for a long yeah. time. Uh, but, no, what happened is emails got leaked. Oh. An email got leaked with what he had on it. And I saw something. He was taking three injections a day. Like $12,000 a month on gear between HGH and the testosterone uh, derivatives. So he's on a lot. But even
1: with – Only twelve grand a month to look like the liver king? <laughs> Sign <laughs> me up. up. <laughs> hey, you got to
0: come up with twelve <laughs> grand a month first, Playboy. Ain't no doubt about you that. You got to come up with twelve grand a month first. Think about now, all the people. All right,
1: man, I'm crew, I'm going to need you all to step up right now. We're trying to <laughs> take it to the hey, next level. Here's
0: the thing, guys. We're, we're going to take up donations. Y'all <laughs> yeah. send donations to us. We got to come up with $36,000. So us a month. So us three can look like the liver king. You're going to watch
1: the boys get real swole. Now, granted, Jake is the closest, but... Uh, I'm also on testosterone. Little, I need a little... So, yeah, I know... A, I, I, I'm
0: not even going to front. Why are people... I take 250 milligrams of testosterone, step a week. I don't give a shit. If you don't like it, fuck you. Like, I also work out twice a day most days. I also, like... I also kill myself in the gym, and I watch what I eat. And I look like this. So I know the liver king had to be on steroids. Because... I'm not on like steroids, steroids, but I'm on like, like I work super hard. I watch what I eat now. I could be better on that. I'm also have the genetics to get big, and I, he, he's way bigger and more muscular
1: than me. I just wish like our athletes and people in that, like even bodybuilders, like,
0: Stop lying to me. I, I'm mm. not even buying it. If you're well, on you, just do you tell know me. Why, yeah. you know why it is? It comes from Major League Baseball. It, well, it, it comes from that's, because that's back a in, in the day, bone. we villainize steroids so much on with Major League Baseball. It makes no sense. We villainize them so much where if you look back at Rocky 4, Rocky 4 is probably the best example of the villainization of steroids that you can have because Rocky was out in the woods at a cabin, he was using running up mountains and doing all this stuff and the evil Hot Russian
1: the,
2: fire. the
0: evil Russian was injecting steroids and he was training in a lab and in a gym and Rocky was the good guy cuz he wasn't on steroids and the Russian was a bad guy cuz he was on steroids and if you think for even half a moment that Cervet Sylvester Stallone was not taking steroids for that role. Oh, it was off camera. For Every sure, single American hero from the <laughs> 1980s was on steroids. All the American heroes, Hulk Hogan, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, uh, all these guys, Jean-Claude Van Damme, all those ripped action heroes, the the, the 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 guys in the Olympics, the athletes, they were all on steroids. You can It's tell the when most somebody's American thing you can do.
2: You remember not only Barry Bonds, but you remember when Mark McGuire – like he was skinny going in and then come out and he was just
0: – Just like a, like just a monster. <laughs> yeah. It's like good. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> that's not the same Mark McGuire. Let me tell you, you something, the two things I hate. I, I think we am should, a fan. I yeah. think we oh, should yeah. introduce steroids in the NFL, MLB, and and everything. NBA maybe not so much. I don't know if it's going to make the NBA better. Definitely make the NFL better. Another thing is these new rules. Dude, I, saw, if, I was watching it, the NFL Okay, the other
1: day. NFL, they do that and make it legal in NFL?
0: The careers of those athletes,
1: I, I think you should only be at the league at that point for like three years because good. you are gonna have
0: good mental problems from the concussions. I don't care. I could not give a shit less. I mean, you choose your I own path, right? Don't care. You're making a hundred and eighty yeah. million dollars to play a game. That's right. I don't give a shit. I want high definition athletes that can decapitate you on a sack. I don't need <laughs> quarterbacks that can play into their forties, and that's the reason they're doing it. It's not about the safety of the players. The quarterbacks are the biggest investments. Oh, just think they about want Tom, Tom Brady to play into Tom his 40s. Tom Brady
1: this season. How many? How many rough in the past? If
2: you sack the quarterback it's a
0: rough-in-the-passer call. If you sack the quarterback, it's a like, rough-in-the-passer call.
1: Dude, it's not my problem that you're 40. I like, did, I, I'm a Tom Brady fan, but, dude, I, you should have retired.
0: I, I, I respect what he's done. I'm not going to call myself a fan, but he is undoubtedly a goat. He is an unbelievable specimen of an individual. Uh, yeah. he, I, I respect him so much, but there's nothing— I would like more than to see a middle linebacker from the Tennessee Titans rush <laughs> through that offensive line. Put Derrick Henry as a linebacker, yeah, at 100 miles an hour, absolutely yeah. crush his sternum in a sack and put him out for life. Here's the thing: you're not happy after you quit playing sports anyway. I don't care. I want to see how, like, if okay, you, if while you, we're
1: on Tom Brady, is like, are you familiar with the FTX scandal? No, Sam Bakeman freed. Okay, don't this, know who that is. This might not the be crypto good. Crypto guy, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, so there was this FTX. It, it quickly became the number one crypto exchange, but it was a complete scam. The guy was uh, oh, not. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, was yeah, not. Yeah. He was not only uh, giving money to the Democratic Party. He was also sending money to the Ukraine. It was all oh, about. Wow. It was all about the climate change. Like he was doing a lot of good deeds, and then. My boy Tom Brady backs FTX, and he's like, get on FTX, use my promo code, and da-da-da-da-da. Turns out, like, okay, all these interviews with FTX, Sam bankman fried like, turns out if you were buying Bitcoin or whatever shit coin you were buying, you weren't even actually buying it. You were basically just giving them money. He was sending it over to Alameda, which where his girlfriend worked. By the way, don't look this up, boys and girls. There is a sex tape. It's gross. I didn't watch it myself. Oh, really? I've been told this. Sam Bankman Fried and his nasty girlfriend, but and others. It was a big sex cabal, and the dude is going <laughs> to walk away free. He stole forty billion, wait, yeah, one hundred and ten billion then. dollars from people all over the world, mm-hmm. and he donates forty million, and he's just going to walk.
0: Fuck that guy, bro. Bro, the 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 world he is he bought so a house rigged. in the Bahamas, man. The world is so rigged right now. The people at the top have at, they get away with whatever they want, mm-hmm. and you, I'm going to tell you right now, okay? I take a different approach to this as everybody else. I look at the people at the top get like, away with what they want. Play, you're going to play right. This is my this is how I what I see when I see people at a certain level can get away with doing whatever they want. They can't go to jail. I mean Jeffrey Epstein, I guess being the exception, he finally got busted and, and went to jail. But the, but the people, you can't tell me the majority of the people that are actually doing the wrong stuff were his friends. And you I can't. Sti- s- I still want to see the list. Yeah, they're not going to do that. Oh hell no! There's absolutely no way that's going to happen because the people and and the people in charge of the country are the people on the list. The people mm-hmm. who run the media and the government are the people on the list. If you don't think it's a, it's all a, a. a a a sham i mean donald trump when he was running for president dave chappelle's bid on this is the absolute best in the world because when they when he talks about a star being born he got on stage and was like the system's rigged guys and they were like how do you know he was like because i use it because i'm part of the system and i'm using it Mm -hmm. and everybody's like what yeah Uh, he just exposed (laughs) the whole thing that's why people love donald trump it's because he just expo- – he admitted he was part of the system, but he exposed it. Mm-hmm. He exposed the whole thing. So, you, but here's the worldview where I differ from everybody else. <laughs> you know, when I see that, you know what I see? I got to get to the top. Yep. Mm-hmm. I got to join that club. But everybody likes be, be to get But away from everybody want. wants
1: to be the, the victim. It's right. that victim mentality. That's the culture right now. That's why our culture is shit. Yeah. Every, everybody wants oh,
0: – oh, woe is me. I'm going to get in on this on Wednesday a little bit deeper, but – Absolutely a fact. Everybody wants everybody to care about them and baby them and they want to make everything fair and equal. And here's there's a there's a real world problem with that because there is absolutely never going to be a time in human history that things are going to be equal. There's never going to be a time that things are going to be fair.
1: There's winners and losers, boys yeah. and girls. That is it. That's the bottom line.
0: And if you change the government structure, you're just going to change who's in power and who's the new winners.
1: Okay, and this whole thing Maybe. is like when they were talking Probably about not. like making a bigger shift to socialism, I would argue it's more communist. But whatever you define the government that we have here, uh, let's just say we made every, the, this equality and equity bullshit that they're spilling. If you was to cut the grass, the same people— maybe some others, if it was all equal, is going to rise. And I was like, so it, it, yeah, what, hap- what, what, cycle. what happens when they rise? Oh, we'll cut the grass again. You cannot keep doing that. Yeah,
0: Well, you can mm-hmm. with bloodshed. I mean, if, you, if every 100 years, probably the best thing that we could do is reinstate a very similar system to what we originally had in America every 100 years by completely toppling the government and, and starting from scratch. And what's going to happen is every 100 years – a few winners are going to rise to the top. They're going to put themselves in a position where only they win. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard for anybody else to win. And uh, they're and, and the thing is, they're either going to do it in the private sector or they're going to do it in the government or both. And that's what we're seeing now. Mm-hmm. Our system was set up in a place to make it very hard to rise to the top through government and just make everybody's lives miserable and rig the system through the government. So we're doing it through the private sector now. The private sector, yeah. like now you have these big corporations like Monsanto and, and uh, you know, the pharmaceutical companies that are – that are rigging the system behind closed doors, they make us look at look at Kanye West talking about how much he likes Hitler Jason Linford and
1: is correct. We do currently live in a techno oligarchy. techno oligarchy. oligarchy
0: yeah yeah, absolutely I agree with that um let 's define oligarchy though
1: it's it 's like a king man
0: let 's go let 's go deeper though like what like when you talk about an oligarchy it's it well it really comes because really that would it's uh it 's the elite few running things mm-hmm. it's the it's the but the question is, who is the elite? And I think we live in a country where we don't really know who that is.
1: Well, that's the thing right now. Like, what happened with Elon Musk yesterday uh, at 5 p.m. Eastern time, he had my, Matt Taibbi. If you're on Twitter, it's my favorite social media. I've never been on it. Oh, it is, it's just the best. You'd be great there. It's good and spicy. Yeah. But uh, Matt Taibbi began the Twitter thread unveiling what Twitter did during the 2020 elections. And so when this information comes out, the New York Times just ran an article today. All these news uh, papers, whatever you want to call them, they're just propagandists, went and ran coverage. This is horse crap. This is not real. This is what actually happened. But, dude, all Elon is unleashing everything, and Matt Taibbi is doing all the journalism. And so you can get on Twitter and you can go look that up for yourself. What happened in the 2020 election – if people knew about the Hunter Biden laptop story and what really happened, we would not have a Joe Biden presidency right now, and it is because of social media blocking that story. Yeah. That is not a conspiracy. That is fact. And you would not have a war in Ukraine. You wouldn't have an uh, energy crisis. You wouldn't have all the bullshit that we have right now. And I tell you, like, uh, they are not allowing farmers to farm. And uh, when we come into a food shortage, probably middle of next year. It's going to have it's coming. They're going to blame... The farmers, and then they're going to claim it's climate crisis, and then they're going to try to lock us down again. Yeah.
0: And you're seeing that with the billionaires right now who are buying up farmland. Bill Gates is Bill Gates, like
1: he, a, like he owns this. more land in Mississippi Yeah, than yeah. anyone they're, else. They're
0: buying up farmland everywhere because I think they see the food shortage coming, and they're trying to either, A, set themselves up to make more money through the as they crank well, up the, the cost of food, or... Not only
1: that, I'm not interested in your Beyond Meat and all this, uh okay... For the vegans and vegetarians, I'm not really hating on you, but, like, when you take something that's made out of beans or whatever the hell it's made of, I'm not interested in it. I don't want to eat it. I don't want any part of it, I'm not going to eat the bugs. But uh, when you go to make a veggie burger taste like a cow, that is stupid. <laughs> like, if you are trying to emulate something that is already good, just do the thing.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah i yeah, I, I, agree. I agree with that i'm not uh, a yeah. i'm not I'm not down i just i like meat I'm going to keep eating meat yes yeah, i think I think though Liver king like, baby the thing we have <laughs> to remember though about every everywhere is an oligarchy it's either everywhere the the select few. The top of the top are pulling the strings. It's always been that way. It will always be that way. And as the, as the population rises, it will become more that way. They're going to se- create more of a separation. You're seeing it right now. You're seeing it play out the way it's always played out. There's going to be a greater separation between the wealthy and the poor. And if you want to sit around and bitch about it and complain about it, then you're a loser. That's what losers do. Winners figure out how to win. I was, t- I, I said this, I was famous, and uh, I'm in a mastermind group for martial arts school owners, and we were talking about uh, what happens if, uh, um, what happens if we create, a like, we, America becomes a communist re- regime, we, and I said I would join the mafia, because winners win. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm going to figure out, a, I'm going to find the way to win. Yeah. I'm going to, if, okay, the government tells me that I can't, I, ha- I can only make so much money legally, I'm going to make money illegally, and I'm going to rise to the well, top. That's, that's why they, got, I will find that's why they
1: have 87,000 new IRS workers that are going to be like, we all have IRS guardian angels now that yeah. are going to be just watching it's, your it's, crap.
0: It's going to come a time though that they're going to create the, 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 the gap is going to get wider. They're going to create, they're going to, and they're going to do things. And this is what they've been doing it for a long time. This is what I try to tell people. I got in a lot of trouble because I, they people said that I was being critical of people, blue collar people. I'm absolutely not critical of blue-collar people. Blue-collar people run the keep the world running. They keep infrastructure running. Without blue-collar people, we cannot we cannot continue this plate spinning on a stick that we're living in yeah, right let's now. Experiment. We absolutely have to have blue-collar people. But what I'm saying is, what the world is doing to, with factory workers, with people who work in uh, blue-collar people that work normal jobs. What they're doing is they're selling you just enough comfort for you to give up on your dreams, just enough comfort that you'll never actually be successful. $100,000 a year is enough money to be comfortable, but it's not enough money to initiate any type of change or have any type of power. There's no money at a There's no power at $100,000 a year. I'm not talking about comfort. I'm talking about when I tell people about limited thinking when it comes to money and and ways, and and there are still ways. The great thing about our country still is as new industries come about, things like social media, things like uh, crypto, whatever, it creates opportunity for new millionaires and billionaires to be created. That's the the advantage of it. That's the advantage of like the world moving forward. In
1: previous episodes that you've done and you've talked about like, I've seen it on the shorts as well, but like Poor people use debt as a crutch. Rich people use debt as leverage. Right, like leverage should always. They live totally differently. Yeah, debt should be always a leverage. Like as, as so long what? If, so what if you got a credit card that's maxed out and you're trying to pay it off? Like leverage that shit somehow.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. like as long as um, as long as the the extremely wealthy can sell us a certain amount of comfort with pensions, retirements, hourly wage paid for your time. As long as you're paid for your time, you will never be wealthy. It is impossible to be wealthy when, you're, when the amount of money that you make is linked to the time that you put into the work that you're doing. You have to create leverage, and leverage means the more leverage I have means that the less effort I do creates a larger outcome. So that means I can work two or three hours and make $100,000 or two or three hours and make $30. That's, that's leverage, and then you put that money to work for you. If you are dependent – on going to work Monday through Friday to survive, you're poor. That's what people don't understand. If you have to go to work Monday through Friday or whatever your hours are, or you can't survive, you're broke. You, I don't care if you're making $100,000 a year, you're broke, period. I'm broke too. I'm not mad at you. We're broke together. I'm just trying to not be broke, okay? But we have to, if you want to be, If you want to set yourself up or your family up or your children up to be part of the elite class, and let's not act like we don't want that. That's one of the biggest lies that poor people tell. Poor people love to act like we don't wish we were in the big house. Mm -hmm. We want to be in the big house. Quit acting like you don't want to be in the big house. Quit acting like you don't want to have a yacht and you don't want to have all this stuff. You may not want to do the things you have to do to get there, because I don't either necessarily, but that's what you want. We want to live in the big house. We want to go in the house and see what's going on behind closed doors. We want to go and be part of the elite, but you can't because you're too caught up thinking like a broke person, acting like a broke person. Don't, act, don't, 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 don't get mad at me because I don't know what I'm doing either because I'm not a billionaire, okay? But the point is that when I say things like that, you guys get mad. You guys get angry at me and I get hate comments happens all the time happens every time I say things like this on a live happens every time I post these shorts online I'm going to say it again though if you're working for your money if you're punching a time clock I don't care if you're making 40 50 dollars an hour I don't care if you're making hundred dollars an hour you're broke you can't compare to the elite and you're not in a position to influence change in the world and if you don't have an ability to influence change in the world you're broke and you don't have any power you're part of the masses Part of the sheep. Maybe you don't go along with all the things the sheep do, but you're still just part of the sheep, and there's nothing you can do to change it. So you got to figure out a way, and this is the reason why I do the podcast. This is the reason why I have a YouTube channel. This is the reason I have a vlog, is I'm trying to leverage myself into a position because social media gives us a very interesting opportunity to have influence without that money mm-hmm. and maybe even get some of the money through the social media, but it allows us to be heard That's without right. money. I don't have a lot of money but that's the way that that's the way that it works okay I'm not mad at the elite for being the elite that's the difference between me and a lot of other people I'm not mad because you're in the big house and I'm down here in the slums I just want to figure out how to get to the big house Mm -hmm. I want to figure out how to how how to create change and then through that change I can help people when I have a hundred million dollars now I can help people Mm -hmm. now I can now I can truly, or if I have 100 million followers or even a million followers, I feel like that's a number that now you can start having some influence. But the problem with it is, though, now we live in this era of media censorship so that when you do get these, if you don't go with the narrative that the people in the big house oh, are they're saying, gonna, they're going to they're shut you down. They're going to take your voice away. They're going to shut, shut you down. So you got to figure out a way. To set up yourself to have influence dude, and I lost, have enough money.
1: I lost my original Twitter account, like, uh, for calling out the bull crap during the pandemic. I, uh, I was like, you know, uh, the stuff that they're telling you about COVID is not true. The stuff that they are telling you about those masks are not true. Next thing I know, I go to log in. No, I've been, I'm gone. Yeah, it's control, uh, man. Yeah, it's dude. Control. I didn't have, like, the biggest following on that account. Now, granted, like, Elon Musk did reinstate it when he came back. But I shut that account down because I had already started a new one. I was yeah. like, I'm not playing on that one anymore. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. So so, so Elon t- uh, reinstated your old account. So it's yeah, not just th- the big players. No, not, no. You
1: you can you can affect change on that platform now that Elon runs it. All you have to do is but tell if you don't,
0: him. If you don't have a platform big enough that people are seeing it, it's not going to matter though.
1: Well, I mean, you can direct, directly go. Like that's that was the big thing like last week with Twitter. Like Elon Musk was asking. He's like he took a poll. After he did a poll on whether Donald Trump should be reinstated or not, and 52% of Twitter users uh, said yes, so Trump was reinstated. Trump is not tweeted. And then it was also interesting because Elon's a very smart guy. Uh, He did that to get rid of a lot of bots (coughs) on the platform. And then he did another poll that he was like, should all accounts be restored that were kicked off here? Because if you're letting... Uh, the Ayatollah be on Twitter and not letting Donald Trump, Trump, right?
0: That's kind of, it's wild. It doesn't make sense. It's crazy. Yeah. And so like, because they're shutting down people that are speaking against the narrative. And here's the thing. I'm not a Trump fan as much as a lot of other people are. He did things I liked. He did things I disliked. Same dude. I'm not a big Trump guy. I'm not a Trump Trump apologist either. I'm an anti-censorship guy. That's right. So I I didn't vote for Trump uh, either election. I didn't. I voted libertarian both times. Um, I I but the thing about it is, is he w- exposed and worked to expose and said things that went against the narrative, and you can't do that. You can't go against the narrative. It's the reason why Andrew Tate got canceled. It's the reason why Donald Trump got canceled. It's the reason why so many people are canceled. You just can't do that. And the the fact of the matter is, if you the only people that are really effectively, in my opinion. The only people that are really effectively speaking out against the system are Andrew Tate and Donald Trump, whether you agree with them or not, and now Elon Musk. Elon Musk is probably right now okay, well, the most influential anti-narrative person. And the only reason that he's able to do it is he is a billionaire. And he also holds the keys to one of the hottest social medias right now. Now he was able to do that. Why, though? Why did he have the money to buy Twitter? Yeah. he had, he had Him having the money— uh, he had the money to be able to unlock the censorship. The only thing that makes the world move That's is right. money. That's right. You got to so quit villainizing the money. The money makes the world move one direction or the other. I it's used to for move, evil
1: and it's used for good. I want to move us because this is perfect sense. I want to move us on to the uh, yay. Con- uh, uh, Kanye, Kanye West. West. Okay, so after... Uh, Yay yeah, was recently resuspended on Twitter for dropping a Star of David that had a swastika inside. Right. If you look into the meaning of that logo, you'll know. It's a religious symbol. Right. Yeah. So and, but like people automatically jumped the gun and took it out of but yeah. it, and he was uh, back on Twitter suspension for yeah. in, inciting violence and like can an image actually incite people to violence? Possibly. Uh, that's a
0: strong. That's a that's a, that's a that's a that's a that's a very good yet slippery slope argument.
1: That's right. So, uh, but I'm not the biggest InfoWars wars watcher, but uh I hop on Twitter. Uh, I think it was Thursday. And Can we pull this clip up? Everybody
0: Can we pull up the info wars clip of Kanye Westmo.
1: Everybody is sh- is-, is sharing that viral clip of and I want to quote this in context here because I don't want people thinking that I do, but "Yay," stated that he loved Hitler. He,
0: yeah, he liked, Hitler. liked Hitler. Yeah, he liked he liked Hitler. Yeah, let's pull let's pull up the whole the whole thing. Um, now the original and shout out point
1: to Jason that, for like being real hot on the chat there, bub.
0: Yeah, appreciate you guys commenting. Um, the thing that I really okay, so let me let, let me dance around my words so I don't get canceled here. The first thing you have to understand is what he was saying. Okay, Hitler built the autobahn. Hitler created some things other than the atrocities he did. That were good. Now, then he went and canceled those atrocities out by killing six million Jews, which Kanye West does not believe happened. Kanye West is a Holocaust denier. He believes that he didn't do that. So that's why he said he liked Hitler. Um, I am not a Holocaust denier. I 100% do believe that Adolf Hitler. It did happen. For sure. It happened. It's it's history. You know, I do believe that. All right, let's pull it up. Um, let's pull up the clip right now of Kanye West. He thinks it didn't happen? Yeah, although he, he, he didn't yeah. Really? Yeah. And oh. I, is he a black Israelite now? He listens to Farrakhan. I would I would yeah. say so. He's a he's a Farrakhan, he's a Farrakhan believer. But there's some Farrakhan believers that aren't. Let's pull it up. Let's watch it. Is that him in a mask? Yeah, he's wearing a
2: mask. That's right. <laughs> You're not Hitler. You're not a Nazi. Man. You don't oh. deserve to <laughs> be called that a demonization. Well, I I, I see I I see good things about Hitler also. The Jew, I love everyone and Jewish people are not going to tell me you can love, um, you know, us and you can love what we're doing to you with the contracts and you can love what we're, you know, what we're pushing with the pornography, but this guy that invented highways invented the very microphone that I use as a musician you can't say out loud that this person ever did anything good and I'm done with that that I'm done with the classifications every human being has something of value that they brought to the table he's not especially Hitler how about that one Ari Emanuel how you like that one hey Ron you gonna do anything to fix Chicago They want to separate and confuse the Christians and make us afraid to stand next to each other. A Christian can stand next to anyone. We can go visit R. Kelly in prison. We can go talk to Harvey Weinstein. That's what Jesus did. Yes, because Jesus can save everyone. But if the Zionists can get us so afraid that they're going to do what they've been doing to me, attempting to put me in jail, freeze my accounts, smearing me on the media, you know— all of these things you know you put on the whole armor of God and they will not be able to break your spirit
0: okay there you have it yeah so um and there's That's an a, interesting take that was an over three hour
1: stream on Infowars and I did I watched every bit of it and dude I'm telling you the entire three hours yay was on that shit the entire time he would not let it go he went on Lex Friedman's podcast. Lex is a Jew, and, like, Lex is known, like, if anyone's on YouTube, you've probably seen a Lex Friedman podcast being, like, in your algorithm because he just, he's in everyone's algorithm. Yeah. Because he's, he's a really good interviewer, and, like, that was a really good podcast with Kanye because he really, or, yeah, he tried to sit down and rationalize Well, oh, I think, I think uh, all this dead name and shit, you know. Oh, my God, I'd hate to call Elliot Page Ellen, you know. I think you can just say
0: whatever the <laughs> fuck you want yeah. and forget everybody <laughs> yeah. else. That's what I do. Yeah. Uh, but but it, what, with this type of thing, I am a tall, blonde, white man in the South in America. So I have to be very careful with the things that I say. I see what he's saying. I think that jumping to an extreme example that way, especially when you're already being accused of being a Nazi, um, well, that that's dangerous. He he called that out later on the
1: program. It was it was toward the last little bit of the program. He said that if someone is going to call me something, okay, I'll embrace it completely.
0: Yeah, but you shouldn't. No, that's the point. I wouldn't embrace anything that somebody calls me. If somebody calls me a Nazi, I'm not going to be like you like okay, you like Tom yeah, like McDonald.
1: I don't know who Tom McDonald is. He's, he's probably my favorite rapper right now. Okay. Check him out. He has a song called Names. And the point of that song, like, he doesn't talk about rap or, like, he doesn't talk about murder or killing people or gang violence, like predominantly rappers do. Mm -hmm. Tom McDonald talks about making cultural change. Oh, I have seen him. It's counterculture. And so his song Names is talking about, like, you can call me this, call me that, call me this. I don't care what you're calling me because it it has no weight on me because I don't care what you fucking think.
0: Yeah, I agree with Mm -hmm. that. I agree with that, and I think I think that's a true masculine mindset uh, of the world. Like, I'm not interested in what you're saying about me. The point is this, and that's the Andrew Tate thing too. And and I don't always I don't like the way Andrew Tate says a lot of the things that he says. The point of the matter is a lot of the things he say says are statistically true. Now, does that mean that all statistics? It's well, not I mean, like Andrew Huberman because when he does talks the about the way statistics. that
1: Andrew Tate puts things, though, like it's it's like to the next level. Although he says things that are true. Like, the way
0: he says them right. rubs you wrong. Right. And the other thing, here's the thing I'm going to say about Andrew Tate, okay? Which One, he, he got reinstated on Twitter, too. One of the big right things move. that Andrew Tate says that people don't like is, in a relationship, that woman, it, with me, the woman is expected to be obedient and submissive and loyal. I'm going to be in charge. I'm going to run the show, and I'm going to cheat. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be loyal. At least he's honest. Ninety-nine percent of men who make more than a million dollars a year—I'd say ninety—I'd say ninety percent of anybody making more, more than four hundred thousand dollars a year is not loyal to his wife. Most of these rappers, actors that we look up to, celebrities—they're cheating. They're having sex with other people. Supermodels. These people are—they're under a level of—they're um, under a level of temptation that we can't fathom. Andrew Tate is at least man enough to admit it. Here's what I expect. This is what I want from my woman. I want a very feminine woman who has my back, who is loyal to me, to be the mature, is not go into clubs. To raise the children. Right. And here's the thing. Keep the house. Now, I, on the other hand, I have a very traditional marriage. I, I, have, a, I have a wonderful wife who is a submissive. My wife, I'm the leader of my household. Very I don't have a problem saying that on biblical. Here. I, I'm the leader of my household. And how about it? It works. And, it, it, for, for, and I have been, Go figure. my wife has been the glue that has held our relationship together. If it weren't for her, I don't know that we'd still be married. But my wife is very feminine. My wife follows my lead. She lets me do what I want to do, not sleep with other people, but in terms of business, in terms of the things I do, if I want to grow my beard out or if I want to go, Out with my friends, or if I want to start a business, if I want to spend money on something, I'm in charge. My wife follows my lead on those things, and for us, it works. That's also those are all qualities that I find very attractive. Women who act like men, women who are dominant, do not are not attractive to me. Okay, it's just it's just my thing. Now, does Andrew Tate say some things that I've disagreed with? Yeah, he talks. He said, you know, he didn't like Brazilian jiu-jitsu, for instance. Mm -hmm. You know, he's but he's a chess guy. And I would argue with him. Number one, I believe that Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is a better example of making moves in real life than chess is. Okay, this is this is more of a mark thing, and I'll, I'll explain this, this one. This is this is a minute. real thing, and this is what is happening in our culture. Uh,
1: personally, like I'm out, meet this chick at the bar, we get to talking, okay she starts talking masculine things to me. She's talking
0: about like, essential says top G that
1: job, top G. job opportunities, how much money she's making, uh, the place turn that off. she's looking into the, and turn I'm off. like immediately, I, turn I,
0: off. I, I, I do not care about your things. I don't care at all. Mm-hmm. It's a turnoff. When yeah. I meet a woman and we're, we're going to dive in this Mark, Dr. Mark Romano will be on next week and we'll be talking about relationships next week. Make him laugh for so me. Y'all, y'all make sure that y'all are tuning in to that episode. It's going to be <laughs> amazing. Um, but women tend to not understand men while we are materialistic when you try to flex those things to us that's a turnoff to us mm-hmm. I do not find that attractive I don't want a woman who has money uh, yeah. or i don't I don't not want her because she has money but it's not it does not add to her value dude, at all
1: and my buddy's right there with me and he's like dude you just completely." You completely screwed that up, and I was like, I don't want. I don't want her. And he was like, and
0: I was like, if you want it, you go get it. Do you want to know that? That mentality right there, and again, we'll get into this next week. That mentality is the reason why women act masculine, and the reason that they can. Women can act any way that they want because most men are so pussy starved that they'll take anything. Yeah. If, oh, if a woman will show me any amount of attention at all, I'll let her do it. And I'll let her act any way she wants because I'm just glad that I'm getting some. And then you get guys who have expectations for women. And most of those men are pretty high value. The men who are high value and have options have the ability to have expectations for women. Because for a lot of men, the only reason you're getting any is because you bowed down and were, were willing to, to act a certain way or have her act a certain what way. What We call a male feminist. Or a beta, if nothing else, yeah. or omega. Was, um, maybe a gamma. Yeah, a gamma. Um, the the modern man, and it's the reason why women leave men eighty to eighty five percent of the time. Divorces eighty to eighty five percent of divorces. We'll say eighty are filed by women. Um, women, an uh, unbelievable number of marriages are sexless because you're married to this guy who's a neutered little feminine woman-like creature. Society has told women to be more masculine, men to be more feminine. Men are no longer as attracted to women as they used to be. So a lot of men are checking out of the dating world. They're no longer as interested in going out and finding a wife as they used to because finding a wife is no longer the good thing that it was. When the Bible says when you find a good wife, you find a good thing. You find a great thing. You find a good thing Mm -hmm. in a a good wife. A good woman will change your life. There is no decision that is more important in your day-to-day life who you that marry. will have a bigger impact on you than the woman you marry. And we, we get into this idea that, okay, well, let's, and if, if that's your personal view, that's fine. If you want to negate the traditional way of doing things, I'm cool with that. I don't have a problem with how you live your life. You have the right to live your life in any way that you see fit. That's fine. But the point is, I don't want that and don't tell me that i'm evil because i like a feminine submissive woman because that's what she likes i've never forced my wife to be feminine i've never had to force her to be submissive it's been the from the beginning she told me that's what she wanted and to villainize her or villainize me because of the type of relationship that we have is absolute lunacy and not to mention the fact that the the construct of marriage is absolutely falling apart right now people are getting divorced men are killing themselves in a right and and this is another unpopular one and we're over time but i'm going to keep running with it um men you know jason david frank the red ranger i'm sorry the green ranger white ranger he just passed he just committed suicide Mm -hmm. um men and i don't think he's a good example of this because i think a lot of people when you talk about male mental health i think that it is poorly treated even when it is treated I believe that most men, when you go to therapy, what the majority of therapists are telling you, what the majority of mental health is teaching does not apply to men. I think that it teaches you to, not all the time, but it can teach you to be a loser. Um, It teaches you very feminine ideals and men are living in a world where A, we feel useless. We feel trampled on. We feel forgotten. We live in a world where we're no longer necessary. The government has now taken the beta or the alpha role in the household and the women have taken the beta role in the household. The government is the ultimate protector. We're told yeah. not to defend our kids. If your kid gets raped you and you go oh, kill you, him, you're a murderer. You're mm-hmm. talking
1: about Loudoun County, dude. Let me tell you yeah. something. That, that is why Virginia elected that Republican governor, it was over the trans uh, kid that was. It was a dude identifying the being girl, and he was assaulting and raping those girls in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Right. And the mamas and daddies weren't for that. They started going to the school board meetings, and and then they thing say you right know, now, Glenn those Yunk- mom and Glenn- dads
0: are a bunch of pussy bitches. But
1: Glenn Youngkin won that election, and they they spoke with their vote. If
0: you are a parent and your child is being molested in a bathroom. That dude should be killed. If you First call, castrated. Yeah. If you call the law, if you go to a school board meeting over it, you already lost. But well, they won, dude, by doing that. What, what happened to the person that was touching the kids? I have no idea what happened exactly. to Exactly. They didn't win. A win would be... That dude's guts being strode down Main Street, I don't and dis- him hung from the highest tree. I do not disagree. That's with that. how you win. Let me tell you something. If you touch one of my children, I ain't calling nine one one, brother. We, we have we have seen the vlogs, okay? Okay. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, I bought. You know, I boxed my daughter's boyfriend yesterday. That's gonna be a great dude,
1: vlog. I, I do want to get back to Kanye, and I, I have some questions that uh, Jason. I see that you're very in tune with what's going on uh, to the audience and to y'all with Yay right now. Do you think that Ye is acting of his own volition, or is he a puppet? No, I think, somebody he, I think he's
0: acting of his own volition, probably. I think he is. I think everybody else is. Okay,
1: hear me out. Milo Yiannopoulos, he ran, started working with Trump in 2015. He's a big part of why Trump won the election in 2016. Ran a really good campaign. Okay, he gets outed by Trump. He gets outed by the Republican Party. What do you mean by outed? Like they shoot him away after, okay, like, okay. They kicked him to the curb after yeah, they, got, they got blackballed, yeah. yeah. After they got what they wanted. They got their guy. Okay, well, Milo Yiannopoulos was recently on a podcast, Cast IRL, and he said that he's going to dedicate the rest of his life to destroy Donald Trump and the Republican Party. Now, next thing you know, he is the advisor after Ye says that he's running in 2024 for the presidential election. Next thing you know, the political advisor, is none other than Milo Yiannopoulos. Then Milo hooks Ye up with Nick Fuentes, who is mostly known as a white supremacist. I haven't listened to Nick enough to be able to confirm that or not. I don't know anything about Nick, other than what I heard with him and Ye on of Was he the other guy that was on the video? Yeah. Was that the guy on the right? He he had the blue hoodie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was Nick Fuentes. But uh, so Nick Fuentes... And, yay, go to Mar-a-Lago, and they're calling this dinner gate now. Milo set that up. That is going to be very detrimental to Trump because if you remember, during Trump's presidency, uh, you know they was like, why won't you renounce white supremacy? Why won't you? Re-? That The media was always asking that, and he did several times, but they was like, you need to do it again. And then Nick Fuentes, the biggest possibly right now white supremacists. And, yay, are in Mar-a-Lago at a dinner party? What's going on? And the media has not shut up about it. It's been four days. Next thing you know, uh, Milo gets Kanye and Nick Fuentes out to West Virginia to Tim Pool's compound, and they're doing TimCast IRL. It lasts 25 minutes before Kanye West storms out, and you see Milo just smiling. He loves it. Next thing you know, they get on a private jet. They're in Austin, Texas. Info Wars, Alex Jones, and he goes on a three-hour tirade about loving Hitler or liking Hitler whatever and like Holocaust night. Not only is this going to destroy Kanye, and number one, this is what I want to say about him. I am willing and I will to forgive all the horrible ideas that he is just throwing up out of his mouth right now. I will totally forgive that man for that. But I do believe that he needs to seek mental help. Yeah. I think.
0: He's and, an, he's an artist. Do, he's out that He's really, he, he, he's already. Yeah. He's already got that. My, uh, artists already tend to be weird. Yeah. They already tend to be very fringe. And then he he's probably the weirdest. Like, well, yeah. He's very and you got to
1: say, he's like probably the best music producer of our lifetime. I mean, like. I don't know about that. And I think he's one of the greatest rappers that has ever been. He's.
0: Like, He's a good – I don't know that I'd say he's one of the best rappers. Uh, well,
1: I mean, that's just a difference of opinion. Yeah, I don't – I
0: mean, he's, he's a good – he's definitely dark, a good Dark, Dark
1: artist. Twisted uh, Fantasies is probably my favorite rap
0: CD of all time. Okay. Well, I, I've never actually owned one of his CDs. I've only – I, I, I hear eaten. the stuff it's the radio. Yeah. I've never been a big Kanye West fan. I, it's just – I've never – I wasn't
1: for the longest time what really turned me on the Kanye when he produced uh, Kid Cudi's Man on the Moon, one and two. And then he did Kid, Kid Sees Ghost. It wasn't as good. And then they recently did a Man on the Moon 3. Wasn't that good. But um, Man on the Moon 1 and 2 is really good. And, like, the production and, like, everything that Ye did on that, couldn't have been no better. But, uh, like, just back to Ye just for a second. Like, I think that everything that's going on right now, this is a detriment to Trump. This will be a detriment to the Republican Party. This will be the news cycle for the next See, few I'm months. I'm not
0: sure that I believe That the system is trying to shut down the Republican Party. I think the Republican Party is part of the system. Well, well that
1: yeah, they are some of them. Yeah, I mean, like I I don't
0: necessarily know that Trump is. I think Trump broke. I think he's a little bit of an outsider. Yeah, I think he broke ranks. I don't know. I don't know. But that that was Milo's
1: words on that podcast. I want to destroy Donald Trump and the Republican Party and all these moves that he's making. Now I'm not saying that he's a Republican, but like you know, like him. In one breath saying that he likes Hitler, and then in the second breath talking about Christianity. What are the two things that, like, if you call if a Democrat was to call a Republican something, what would they call him? A racist, a religious zealot, religious and a zealot. racist. Yeah. You
0: see what, it's what an I'm interesting saying? Interesting point. Mm-hmm. I don't have I don't I don't know enough about this topic to to, yeah. to really go in with you. On I mean, this. I, but I, I've been
1: I've been in this rabbit saying. I've been in this rabbit hole like for like two weeks now, and then like. I get on Twitter, and next thing you know, Ye is on Alex Jones, and I was like, "I'm tuning in. This cannot be good." And
0: God, it was not good. Yeah,
1: like not a good look. G, you need to go get some help. You know. Yeah,
0: yeah he definitely seems like he needs some. He
1: needs. But some like help. you know, is uh, uh, Harley Pasternak? You familiar with that cat? No. Okay, so uh, this was on Ye's Instagram. He dropped a text message that came from him, and this is a guy who is in charge of mental health for a lot of celebrities. Uh, Mac Miller, what happened to him? Oh, yeah. would uh, od yeah. Ellen Page, what happened to her? od No. She turned, turned to a boy.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Harley Pasternak. I don't was, know who that second
1: one like, is. If you look at the list of who Harley Pasternak has worked with, he's he is a celebrity personal trainer. He has ruined more, and he also, he's a Canadian, and he has done uh, military psyops in Canada, and he's, he's going on interviews and talking about, like, different drugs that he could give. Um, and you probably know about some of this stuff. If, if like, let's say our Marines, like our top dogs, they were going out to fulfill a mission, and it might take three days, he was talking about on a recent podcast that they knew how much drugs give those Marines to, like, if they, the if drug? they, I don't remember the name of the drug, but it's something that it's, it would be like a super amphetamine to where you don't sleep
0: for three days. And at the precise People have been doing that with mili- people in the military for a very long time. Yeah, but I'm
1: saying this guy is part yeah, of it. So of he knows a whole lot that. about psychology and a whole lot about the mind. Yep. And I'm saying that guy's a dangerous. And like Ye shared a text message via Instagram about how like if you do not shut your mouth, and by the way, he's a Jew, Harley Pasternak is, if you don't shut your mouth about all this anti-Semitism, which I agree Ye should do, yeah. uh, I'm going to have you institutionalized and you'll never see your kids again. And like when someone uses someone else's kids as leverage against them, I have no love for that person. Yeah. Same as if someone wants to fuck a child. I have no love in my
0: heart for you. Yeah.
1: Leave the kids alone. Yeah,
0: if you're touching kids, that's that's the yeah. that's the like I can I can overlook any other like sin of a person than that. Yeah. Like I can overlook if you murdered somebody, I can kick it with a murder. I have. I've had friends that were murderers. I can kick it with somebody who's stolen. I've stolen. I, I I can kick it with somebody who uh you know was a con man. I can kick it with somebody who, you know, does a, a lot of terrible yeah, things. But if you're the,
1: in if you're the, in the pedophilia, the uh, one uh-uh. thing yeah, no that way. I
0: will not forgive and be friends with you for is pedophilia. Like if you're touching children, that's the that's the that's my that's my one bugaboo. Mm-hmm. Um, that I just can't I can't I can't can't do you know yeah. um yeah, yeah that you've, you've kind of got me off on a on a topic here though that i don't have i'm not real educated on yeah i, I mean, tend to but
1: i I did want to like bring that to light just for the listeners and i mean because i'm going to be covering it on my format uh on porch talk as well uh in a in, in a different light but i did want to bring it up here on man up just because of i know your listeners yeah and i wanted them to be aware of this mm-hmm. yeah
0: Yeah, it's interesting. And and look into it
1: for yourself. Look in the Harley Pasternak. Look in the Milo Yiannopoulos. I have
0: sort of stopped taking in a lot of content because I just I've come to the point where I think that everything's being orchestrated, Mm -hmm. and it does feel that way
1: sometimes, doesn't
0: it? I'm at a point where I don't care what news source I'm listening to. I don't care what social media platform I'm on. I feel like I'm being shown what they want me to see, Mm -hmm. and I just don't. It's hard for me to care anymore. Like, I I I get into, and you get into these conspiracy rabbit holes, and I don't, it gets really hard to know what's true and what's not. Because I, you know, you you don't know.
1: Me and a buddy of mine was talking last night, and we said this. It's like, what if, like, Fox or CNN or whoever you watch, what if just tonight you tune in and just all of a sudden they started just telling the truth? I think that truth is stranger than fiction. Absolutely. And if people started telling the truth, wouldn't you it. wouldn't believe it anyway. We wouldn't believe yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Like we this narrative that we're running, yeah. you might as well just keep on kicking that damn can down the road because ain't nobody going to believe the truth at this point anyway. Right.
0: Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Yeah. 100%. We're at a point where truth has become so rare in our society as that a whole. That when you see
1: it, it looks weird. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's so obvious. We're living in an age... It's so obvious that our education system has failed. Our universities have failed. Uh, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I talk to people all the time, and they t- if you tell me you have a college degree, it doesn't garner any respect for me. If it's in psychology or sociology or whatever, I mean, I think it's impressive that you went and did that. But as far as the information that you received, if it's other, anything other than, like, math or something like that, I just I don't have a lot of, like, uh, I don't put a lot of, respect on it because our universities have failed, our school systems has, have failed, our media has failed. We're living in a world where we're, we're, we're so educated by failed systems that you're right. I think that we can't—a lot of people will not be able to see the truth. I
1: believe, like, the truth would, like, literally just wreck this pseudo-reality that we're in yeah. right now. And probably, it would lead totally. to
0: a, probably lead to a Great Depression, probably lead to a collapse— are we I mean, not?
1: Are we not headed that way anyway? That way, yeah,
0: we're headed to everybody that I know that knows what they're talking about says that we're on the way to a to a to something to something big. And I said it when they shut down the government for COVID. When they shut down the government for COVID, and they'll, you cannot and they'll never own up to that. When you yeah, when you look at okay, we had been in a bull market for years. Yeah, dude, we had been. I in a, was like killing an it. Eight-year bull market. We had been in a and anytime in the free market, whenever you have. That much success for that long, a recession has to come. So we're set up headed for a recession anyway, based on the fact we've been stuck in a bull market for so long. And then you shut the economy down. Yeah, player, that's going to work. Over a and virus with a
1: 99.9%
0: survival rate. That, you don't think that shutting the economy down is going to have probably repercussions for the next 50 years? You don't think shutting the economy down from a virus is going to lead us to the greatest recession since the Great Depression, possibly a greater recession than the Great Depression?
1: Dude, I, I don't even think that's a big game. Like, I don't think that. Th- we may come out of this. I doubt we do. I do think it's going to lead to like a greater depression. But the thing was, that was a test. Like this is mass yeah, formation control. psychosis. That was a two-week check to see how two much. Week. Yeah, Lower than that. Hey, I know, but they said I they down for a month and a half. They said to. Yeah, and then they stretched. Yeah, but that was a big test on the American people, on the people of the world. Is how much totalitarianism are you willing to? In chess. Yeah. And, and, and I and I'll be the first one to tell you, I will not do that again. I won't either. Oh, yeah, you won't, you I'm will done. you drag my happy ass to jail. Boat. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not, over that.
0: What'd you say, Wes? I think a lot of people are on that boat. Yeah, it's not I'm gonna not go going. Do it. it's not going to do it again. I'm not going. And, I'll fight.
1: And more people need to speak out and speak their mind and speak truth to power.
0: And if you look, you look at the rest of the world, and this is the thing I do love about America: is Americans were the least compliant of anywhere in the world. I think everyone else, you know, Australia, they had they had they had some some a lot of issues but America was probably the least compliant and we didn't demonize the the least the less compliant people as much as the rest of the world. The rest of the world looked at us and they were like, "Well, what what's the big deal, guys? You were saving lives and it's like you little bitches are you guys are already proven that you guys are overly compliant. You guys don't understand that as we give up this these rights and this power, we're not going to get it back. No, you're not. And we haven't fully gotten it back and we never will. And now they know, okay, this is what's going to happen. And the next thing is a climate crisis. Yeah.
1: That, that's the next now move. I've, I've I'm, that I'm, I'm telling
0: you. Yeah. yeah it's, 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 uh, it's a, and I've thought about this. And now, one thing you got to understand is everything that I say are not necessarily things that I 100% believe. Um, but one thing that I have thought about is they're moving us to the matrix in a sense. Okay. What they're going to do? Back to
1: Elon Musk just for a second. The Neurochip. Elon Musk just announced that in six months, human trials are ready for Neuralink to tap into your brain. Right.
0: So as time goes on, and we get into we get into a point where they're like, "Oh, guys, because here's the thing." Okay, we're going to keep making people. People are, we? are making. People. I think
1: we're moving to transhumanism.
0: Pop- population is is increasing eventually, not everybody's going to be able to own land. Not everybody's going to be able to have a house. Not everybody's going to be able to have whatever. Eventually, we're going to run out of resources. Well, how can we stretch resources? Well, if we can constrain people to smaller areas, uh, villainize ownership so that only the top 1% actually own anything, which is what we're doing, which is what the left does, Um, and I'm not— I'm not demonizing just the left here because I think that there's plenty to go around for the right too. Even though I sound like a conspiracy theorist, Um, you're welcome. If we can, uh, (laughs) yeah. If they can (laughs) slowly move us, because we're—I mean, we're already in a simulation. And what I mean by that is this whole—the world that we live in, the idea of going to jobs where we don't actually produce things. We go to jobs and we we work in environments where. We try to trade our time for money so that we can buy things that we don't need and we don't actually accomplish things and do things Mm -hmm. with our job. We're not hunting and gathering. We're not creating food. Mm -hmm. We're not producing. Okay? Uh, And that's the truth. And a lot of the jobs that are producing are just keeping this simulation moving, producing metals, producing plastics, producing phones, producing, uh, you know, shirts and clothes that, uh, you know, that are overpriced, whatever. A lot of the jobs that are producing, that's what they are. So we're already somewhat in a simulation, but if they can move that to the point where the elite can take over, I think that that's, a, that's, a real, that's a real fear. I think we're pretty far out from it at this point. may not happen in our lifetime, but I think our kids and our kids' kids, I think that's a real thing. And if well, you don't think that there's somebody behind the curtain manipulating your thought patterns, making you vote for the people that they want you to vote for. I don't care if you're voting right or left. I don't care if you're voting for Trump or not. It doesn't matter. There's somebody who's manipulating that that's making you do those things. And the question is, is it, is it one organization, an Illuminati or whatever, that's pulling the strings behind the, behind the scenes for everybody? Or is it two organizations competing, but they know that if they can, like it's Coke and Pepsi, and they know that if they can just keep it as them, as them two, they'll be able to have the most amount of power. Um, whatever it is, whatever it is, it is happening.
1: We kind of touched on that last week when we was talking about you know, there's, there's a, definitely a panel behind a closed door somewhere. There's got to
0: yeah. be. There's got to be. There's got to be. Things are, if you sit back and you look at the moves being made, if you sit back and you look at the strategy behind the things people are doing, and there's some really smart people. So I look at people like Elon Musk, and he's playing chess while a lot of people, most people are playing checkers, or most people are playing tic tac toe. Um, Or just, honestly, most people are stuck in the rut of just keeping their head above water. They're not playing a game at all. That's the majority of the population.
1: I'm not that well off. I have no idea how some people are
0: still making it, especially with kids right now. I'm going to be completely honest with you. My life has changed dramatically in the last two years. Yeah, dude, dude, My life has changed dramatically.
1: I went, like, two years ago, I thought I had it pretty good. Like, I, you know, I was, I was making moves, and, dude, I was like, man, I'm— Thirties are gonna be good. Yeah. And now I'm like, shit, I feel set back, you know.
0: I've had to completely shift and uh, you know, I went from I'll just tell you the numbers. Y'all know the numbers of, of, of what I'll I'm tell, dealing with. Tell the world. Uh man. I'll <laughs> tell the world. I'll I'll just I'm just gonna be completely honest. And I'm still for what I do, I still do extremely well. But uh I went from close to forty thousand dollars a month gross in my business to uh this month we did twenty three. And let's talk about keeping the lights on. Takes me two thousand dollars a month. Keep the lights on. My rent is just under five thousand dollars a month. My payroll runs anywhere, typically between eight and twelve thousand. Um. So yeah. So it didn't like just looking at the gross. No. Not to mention all the other expenses, which is looking at them. I got I got to do twenty five thousand dollars a month to your your your,
1: your income
0: didn't get cut in half. It got quartered, almost eighth. Uh, By the time, you probably look at it. In terms of take home, yeah. yeah. I went from being able to go anywhere in the world that I wanted, do anything that I wanted. I was planning a trip to Thailand before COVID hit. Oh, hell yeah, uh, man. I was, I went from being. Get out uh, there with the girl, boys. No. uh uh-uh. <laughs> Lady boys ain't for me. Ain't for me, cuz. Uh, I went from being, uh, and and the thing about it is, though, and this is not me making an excuse because I'm learning to win again. I'm learning to win in the new climate. I'm learning to make my gym work in the new climate. Uh, I'm wor- I'm le- I'm gonna le- I'm gonna figure it out. You can't. I'm not gonna stop. Oh yeah. But uh, and I'm not even mad. Like it, like it, like like bitches get mad. Like little little bitches they they get angry and they're like, oh well, I can't make it anymore. You can. Mm-hmm. You got to increase your output. You got to you get, you may have to pivot. You may have to do something different. But you can make it. There's a, like this is when millionaires are made millionaires mm-hmm. are tough made times. right now yeah, tough, tough times, times yeah. like this this is when you find Falling out what shots. you're made of yeah so yeah am i upset about it i am but i have become a new person through this fire i have become more resilient i have my 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 resolve is more than it's ever been i'm going to become more successful than i was before i'm going to do more than i was doing before i promise you i promise you before this is all said and done and before this is over I'm going to have more setbacks. I mean, I'd see one big thing that hit me was uh, Facebook shutting on, Meta shutting all my accounts down. Because I get most of my clients through Meta, through Facebook and Instagram ads. Oh, they, 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 they have done, like, small business so well, dirty. Well, they, they, I, I got hacked, and I got completely shut down, and they would not even review my case. I got hacked, and somebody so put dirty, child sucker. porn on my Facebook page. Okay. It was a it was some people in Russia hacked me, put child porn on my Facebook page. They shut my page down. Then they ha- they hacked into my ad account and started running ads in Russia through my ad account. And because I had my account shut down, I couldn't stop them. Luckily, I had an ad account manager on a third party company that was on there Dude, through Combat we Business. We got. Do we need to go insane for the Ukraine right here? Uh, like, what's going on? With I, this don't little, know, little bro. <laughs> I don't know. Russian collusion. I don't know. But they shut they shut me down. Uh, they put that. They put child porn on my page. They shut down my Instagram, my business, my personal Instagram, my business Instagram, my personal Facebook, or my, my personal Facebook page with all my memories since two thousand six, since I've been on Facebook. Um, I no longer had access to ads on my uh, business page. It shut down. It shut down everything, and that's where I got most of my my clients, and uh, that was a really big setback. Um, I had built a really great following on Instagram for my business. I was getting, you know, 3 to 500 likes on a lot of posts. It was it was doing well. Um and I've just completely had to pivot and the biggest thing that I'm pivoting toward is this kind of stuff. I'm trying to pivot I'll into do. like the influencer space because I'm in a small town in North Mississippi. Um I can and 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 this is my vision. So I'm just going to tell you guys, I've never actually publicly spoke this vision before, but I'm working to to Get to the point with that million followers on YouTube or whatever, and I'm going to, I promise you, I will affect change in this area financially for the people that live here. I will change people's lives. I promise you. If I become a millionaire through the content that I'm putting out, I will do, I will, I'll be buying Christmases for, because there's a lot of people. I mean, the average income in this area is $23,000 a year. Um, this This area is hurting the people here are broke and i promise you i will say it right now if i can start if i can get this social media channel to a point where i can affect change i will i will i promise you that's the same thing with porch talk and this is
1: something that i was telling the guys and we're, we're getting ready for our big promotion and christmas is coming up and so that I, I wanted to make it possible if that we could raise enough money with porch talk and I personally wouldn't be the guy delivering it. I wouldn't want the people to think it was, like, something that I did. It was, I want Porch Talk to be the person that done it. But I, I, would love to, to hand, me, I would love to handle people's Christmas Let this me year. Let me explain. Let me if tell I could you, impact Let that. me
0: tell you the reason why I am going to let people know it was me. And I'm probably going to record it and post it. And I'm going to tell you the reason why. You know who Mr. Beast is? Yes. Why is he famous?
1: Because he gives back.
0: He leverages his giving to make more money. But then that, he takes the money that he makes so, and leverages it to more videos and, make, and, and create more content. There is
1: nothing wrong with that at all, but here's— As uh, long I, as I, you're I, leveraging it. I, okay, that's, that's the point because, right.
0: like, Christianity here, humility. Mm-hmm. I understand. That comes off as being prideful. I understand that, but here's the thing. If he didn't record it and post it, he would be out of money, and he would be done. Fact. So if Fact. you are leveraging it and you're posting it, and then YouTube gives you another eight million, ten million dollars for that video. Now I can take that ten million dollars, I can make a new video, and I can go help more people. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference in the mindset. Did you listen
1: to his episode on Joe Rogan?
0: I saw parts of it. I didn't watch it. To be such before. a young man, that dude is fascinating, mm-hmm. bro. He's a he's brilliant. He's brilliant. You don't make the kind of money he does without. I don't care what. The I mean, like, with,
1: is. and with his content, he has gone so far to where like he's way ahead of the game. He has transcribers putting those videos in all different in languages. All different languages. Spanish, Joe, and yeah. like that, that opened Joe's eyes up. He's like, "I, we could have the Joe Rogan experience in a different language. Yep. Yes, you could, absolutely, mm-hmm. if the reach was there. Absolutely, yeah,
0: absolutely. And the and the reach is there. And you got to think how many people in the world don't speak English. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the way he does things, it's all about the intent, in my opinion. So I don't care if I come off prideful. It's about if I'm doing it for pride. Right. Yeah. So if I'm posting it online, like if I give a kid a hundred dollars and I put that on like, or give a homeless man a hundred dollars, I put that on my Facebook page. That's probably pride. Right. But if I put it on my YouTube channel and that's then I a make a lot six, of smack, I make $600 from the the post. Then I go give 500 of it to another person. I kind of made my money back, but I was able to help two people and one of them five times more than the second, we'll the, the first. That. Okay. So. That's the thing about money. That's what people have to understand about money. Money does not make you good or bad. It's what you do with it and your intent with well, it. It's even, so I mean, it's even the way that the Bible puts it. It's like it's the love of money. That's the root of all evil. Yeah, right? the love. But if of I it. take money, there's like, nothing wrong with you having it or, you or look making. Look at Mr. It. Beast. He lives in a little apartment inside his content creation studio. He yeah. has a big ass warehouse on a hundred acres, and then he has a little apartment. That's where he lives. He lives in his in his content creation studio. Yeah. Um. I, but that's my vision. I have this deep vision, and I sit down and visualize it. I mean, you've done I it before. I, mean, I, I
1: remember tr- the first gym. I mean, you were basically living out of it, right?
0: Yeah. When you my second training. gym, I lived out of. Yeah. Yeah. My first gym, I was worked full time in construction, and uh, I used my money from construction to keep my gym open. My second gym, I decided I didn't want to work construction anymore. I wanted to go all in on the gym. I'll tell you the numbers on that. At that time, my rent on that gym was seven hundred and fifty dollars a month, but I was grossing. $1,200 a month. So I was living on the difference of $750 uh, to 1200 not to mention my house payment and all that stuff. So I had, to, I had to move out of my house. I had to move into my gym, and I slept on my mats at first. I had a little apartment upstairs I eventually moved into um, with no heat or AC. And I lived there for uh, the better part of a year until I got, I started working and I started bouncing at a bar and uh, started making enough money here and there, just doing little side jobs. And my gym started doing a little bit better. I was taking home probably $500 a month and living on mostly that. So I didn't eat uh, most of the food I was getting. I was uh, scrounging for change. I remember my members used to leave their pocket change on purpose. Uh, I had a couple members that would, they would empty their pockets out on the counter, and they would leave their pocket change on purpose so I could go get like a dollar. Or I assume they did it on purpose. And I would use that money, and I'd go get like a dollar burger. And that would be like the greatest thing ever. I'll never forget. I had a, a Frank Canyon who I was, uh, I was on Gardner Boulevard in Columbus, Mississippi, and I was riding a bicycle that had a loose chain on it. I didn't have any clothes, and I had, my shoes were wet. From, I was running, getting ready for a, f- a fight or something. I don't remember what I was doing, but my shoes were soaking wet, and I had my feet wrapped in plastic bags, and I was riding this little – and every time I would rotate the chain, tang, 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 and uh, I was riding down the road just getting it because I had scrounged up enough money for a Wendy's chicken, dollar chicken sandwich. Right there on the corner. And it was right on the corner because I was on Conway Drive off Highway 50, and that yeah. was the closest fast food restaurant to me. And um, I booked it. I was booking it. Canyon pulled up, and he was a cop at the time. He was like, Bro, what are you doing? I was like, Dude, I'm about to go get me something to eat, cuz. And I remember he was like, Man, meet me down here. Like, because I, I had the bike, and I, we, I was almost there. He was like, Meet me there. And I remember he bought me a baconator, and it was the greatest meal that I'd ever had in my life because I had not had a real meal. In a long time, and that's what I I'm trying I try to explain to people. And my life has changed now because I have kids and I have a wife, and there's certain things I have to do. But my resolve, like I'm, I have a resolve to accomplish things. If if I set my mind to something, the resolve is there. I, mean,
1: I, I think that's really the problem, like with boomers, baby boomers, and like with millennials and Gen X or Gen, Gen Z right now. Gen X it's too, like though. You're they're just, they're a little bit at odds with one another. Yeah. And this is something that has really grown, and it's 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 horrible. It's entitlement, is what it is. Is so, if you look at the prices in the '60s of a uh, 1962 C10 Chevrolet, mm-hmm. the value of it at that time was probably about, I think it's twenty two thousand dollars. If you was two
0: hundred, you mean? Oh, in today's market, yeah, 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 today's
1: yeah. market. Okay, today's full pickup. Let it be a Chevy. Let's just say it's not loaded. Fifty grand. I'd probably say probably about sixty five. Yeah,
0: I think they've got some advertised down there for like forty something. Oh wow, that's pretty good. Are yeah. they not used? They went down a little bit. It says twenty twenty two on the on the window. I don't know if it's used or not. Okay,
1: but uh, my point here, the my point here is, but in today's market, you could now. Granted, like the last time I run, I drove a Nissan Versa. I think I prayed the entire time that nothing happened because I felt like I would be like in a tin can and just completely crushed because it. It feels like you're driving in a piece of shit because you are. Mm-hmm. But it's an economy car and you can get one for sixteen K at the most, right? Yeah. I mean, I think they go for like twelve. So but this entitlement thing that these generations have been doing, like, I don't wanna live in that crummy apartment. I don't wanna drive that crummy car. I don't wanna work this crummy job. I don't wanna have to work three jobs. Right. If you want to make it, probably gonna have to. You can. Now it, it can get yeah. to a point to where like you're doing what you know, you did when you were trying to establish relentless. It's like I was living out of the gym and I was riding a bicycle. I didn't have any clothes or anything. Yeah, no That—that no that no. is the resolve that you have to have if you're going to right. break a, the. If you're going to break the a, chains. A lot
0: of millennials and a lot of Gen Zers they want to constantly bring up. Okay, what well, was easier? It was easier, and maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I, I wasn't alive back then. I don't know. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> I looked up there and I I read Jason's comment. That's a lot of time. Yeah. Did you Did you hear? When I said that when he was uh-huh. talking about yeah, giving all yeah, this
0: yeah, guy hundred well, dollars. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> I heard it, but I just kind of scammed over it before. But it is or it isn't. But the point of the matter <laughs> is that it may not be your fault, but it's your responsibility. Yeah, you got to figure out a way to win. You know, that's mm-hmm. just the long and the short of it. Like maybe things are harder now. Maybe it's harder to buy a house. Maybe it's harder to get rich. Well, maybe the thing
1: about it, it, it's not like if you look at the square footage of a house, like. The house that I grew up in, it's not that big of a house, but like the houses that are being built today, they are 1400 more square feet than the way that we used to build houses. Like everything is bigger now. It doesn't have to be that way. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that you have to live in a tent.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I don't I don't know what the dollar per square foot difference is, and I the, the thing is, is I'm just not that interested in it. I really uh-huh. just I don't care. The point of the matter is is that it's not the, wor- the world doesn't owe you a living. The world doesn't owe you food. The world doesn't owe you health care. The world doesn't owe you life. The world doesn't really owe you anything. Uh, the fact that we won the lottery to be, on- to be alive and conscious on a planet with breathable air and drinkable water and a climate that we can survive in, it- you pretty much already won the lottery. And now you're wanting more and more and more to be given to you. And the thing about it is, is, the people who want that never make it they never become great they ne- the people who understand that like hey maybe it's not my fault that i was born poor maybe it's not my fault that i was born this way or that way or, or with this sexual orientation with this color with this uh, side of the tracks with this whatever the people who really become great are the people who say hey you know what at the end of the day there's nothing i can do to change these things mm-hmm. But what I can change is I can work harder than everybody else around me. I can have a better attitude. I can kill myself when other people are unwilling to, and I can get myself to a position where I can have some influence or I can have some money or I can have some comfort or some freedom. And for me, it's all about freedom. I want money so I can have freedom, not as much luxury. I mean, luxury is great, but I want freedom, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, which I've I've effectively done in my life for the most part. I do kind of what I want to. It's just what I want to do is usually work. Um, but the, the thing about it is that you, you have to take that responsibility. You have to make up your mind that that's the way that it is. And if you're not willing to do that, you're going to lose and it's not fair and it sucks and it's hard and it, nobody's happy about it. I'm not happy about it either. But the fact of the matter is that as a man, that's your responsibility first off and second off. The more you go through, there's a reason why the people that fought World War II were the greatest generation, because hardship makes you who you are. Go, having to struggle, having to fight, having to claw tooth and nail for what you feel is yours and what you deserve, having to kill yourself to make ends meet, to get things, to do the things in life that you want to do, is how you become the person that can do them. If you want to be influential, if you want to be successful, if you want to be great, you must go through shit first. You cannot get it otherwise. So stop looking at your struggles as your downsides. Your struggles are making you the person that is going to allow you to make that money and affect that change. How do you get a diamond, man? Pressure. Mm -hmm. That's it. Pressure, you got to go through the trial. Have heat trial by fire. Pressure and heat. On. Pressure and heat. So if you look at it and you're like, all these boomers, you guys had it so much easier than buying a house. Good. Good. I want it to be harder for me. Mm-hmm. I want it to. Well, then you'll know. I want my life to be harder. And you'll,
1: you'll know what it's worth too, cause right? Because you, you had to bust your ass for it.
0: And yep. you, you, these little entitled kids. And the other thing about it is too. And I'm going to say this, and we're going to end it. We're at an hour and forty five. The other thing that I'm gonna say is this, these kids that feel entitled or whatever, and that's fine, you can feel entitled, it doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is this you cannot, you can't change the the situation you're in necessarily. You have to go out and do it. And I'm gonna be honest, I completely forgot what I was about to say. I looked over there and read a comment and the point that I was about to make completely eludes me now. So you know, uh, I am going to wrap it up on, on this one, but the point of the matter is He's this. Gas. You absolutely have to be willing to do what other people are not wanting to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you can blame the boomers. You can blame the Gen Z or the Gen X. You can blame the greatest generation. You can blame anybody that you want. The fact of the matter is here we are. That's just it. Here we are. We can't change it. Life's hard. Get a helmet. You know what I found? I learned that from Boy Meets World.
1: i, I I'll let you close, but uh, most of the people who are doing the grappling and complaining...
0: Ain't really bringing anything to the table anyway. Right. Well, that's yeah. why they're grabbing and complaining. Right. Yeah. So it it's, them, the, yeah. People who, it's the people. It's the people who who don't bring value that usually complain. Mm-hmm. And we live in a world too. And I'm. I'm, and, I'm, I, and, I'm like, gonna,
1: and you're talking about like people commenting like hateful things on like the the media or the content you're putting out, dude.
0: Who cares? You know. I, I want it. I want people to hate. And I'm, I, we didn't get any hate today on the live, but we usually get it on the shorts because usually these are our fans that actually watch the yeah. actual podcast. Um, yeah, y'all, if both, you aren't, y- y'all are great. Yeah, this was awesome. I yeah. love y'all guys. If you aren't getting hate, you aren't reaching enough people.
1: No, you're not because, like, your disposition and your thoughts and beliefs are going
0: to jar people. Right, mm-hmm. everyone's are. You can't talk to 50,000. You definitely can't talk to a million people and say anything without someone getting offended. You I could mean, literally just get on get in front of a million people on a microphone and be like, the sky is blue. At least one person's going to be like, that freaking, you know, idiot. It's dude, not blue. It's it's actually great. It's cloudy. Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> Azul. I don't know. Yeah. You know?
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, well, well. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Anyway,
0: guys, we're going to wrap it up th- right there. Thank you guys so much for the people that commented, the people that were on this live episode. I've had a great time with my friend Alan Aldridge. Thank well, you, dude. I'm going to absolutely start having you back on rotation to get you back in here. Let's go. Um, Let's go. Super excited Check out Porch yeah, Talk, guys. Yeah, go check out Go check out Porch Talk. Also, go subscribe to us on Instagram, on uh, TikTok, on Facebook, on anywhere that you get podcasts. Make right sure right. you, you get on there on the Mississippi Super man show and subscribe
2: we'll see you guys on the next episode peace